Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash, and today and all week, we are talking about finding hidden assets in your real estate portfolio. As real estate investors, we're always looking to grow our portfolio, and the scarce item in almost every case is access to capital to grow your portfolio. And when we as developers, as real estate investors, as syndicators go out to raise capital, we are overwhelmingly looking for equity dollars. Of course, we need debt as well, but generally speaking, debt is much easier to secure because it follows a fairly fixed formula. So let's imagine for a moment that you are about to start a new project. It might be a new construction project. It might be buying a multifamily project where you're looking to do a value add. That is to say, it's a property that's underperforming and vacancy might be high. And what you will need to do is take that property enhance it, maybe get rid of some of the bad tenants, improve the occupancy, and raise the rents in order to get that property to perform. Any project like that is going to carry some risk associated with it, and investors in general are going to be wary of risk, especially if you're new at this, if you don't have a proven track record, or if your track record is maybe not that extensive. It's very understandable that some investors may be reluctant to invest in that kind of a situation. Now, there may be certain structural things that you can do to improve your overall bankability, so to speak, of your portfolio. When you structure your affairs, there's always this trade-off between asset protection, that is to say you want to firewall assets from each other in your portfolio, or pulling them together in a single entity. When they're together in a single entity, you can use the cash flow and perhaps even some of the equity of some of those other assets that are part of your portfolio that are performing well to help subsidize those weaker assets until they are fully performing. So sometimes it might be advantageous to pull together assets that is an existing asset that's performing well together with a new asset that needs to be brought up to standard together in the same entity and have that covered by blanket financing. That improves the overall loan to value ratio. It improves the overall performance because the average performance is raised by that stabilized and performing asset. This particular strategy might be very effective if you're pulling together smaller assets that individually would fall under a residential classification. That is to say, it's four units or less. We have, in our business, many times put together smaller assets, pull them together so that they fall under that commercial classification, that is five units or more. For example, we have often put together three triplex buildings that are side by side, consider that effectively one nine-unit building, and the lenders are generally happy to look at it as if it was a single nine-unit building. Commercial underwriting rules fall under a different set of constraints than residential underwriting rules. As we've talked about before on this podcast, in the world of of residential underwriting, the assumption is the primary path to repayment of the loan is your employment income. It's your T4 income in Canada or your W-2 income in the United States. It's your employment income. But if you are a commercial real estate investor, it's important to actually play in the, in the world of commercial real estate investing. If you have a 100-unit building, your personal income, your personal employment income isn't going to solve a problem with that building if it's not performing. It's really the performance of the asset. So you're your employment income doesn't factor as heavily in the equation. So the strategy I want you to look at is, is there some way that you can pull together assets in your portfolio, put a blanket mortgage over them in a new structure that will enable you to leverage those assets and get bank financing using the pooling of assets. This can be one of the simplest and most time efficient methods of tapping into hidden assets in your portfolio. Now, before you rush off and implement this structure, you definitely want to have a conversation with your banker and make sure that they're going to be willing 
to accept that particular structure. You want to get a term sheet from them. You want to get some form of commitment letter that this structure is going to be workable for them and makes sense for your business as well. If this is interesting to you, stay tuned for the rest of the episodes this week because we'll be covering several other strategies on how to find hidden assets in your portfolio and use them to leverage the growth of your business. In the meantime, have a spectacular day. Go out, make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.